Hello, Merry Christmas, everybody. This is Wood. I'm here with Keith. And this is So What You Saying, a show that will offend. But we say exactly what you thought, and we will not make amends. <laughs> How you like that one, Wood? <laughs> I, I feel like you've been writing that all month long. Like, actually, I just wrote it about an hour and a half ago, man. <laughs> I felt I felt pressure because the last two, you know, the Christmas theme and right. people like the Christmas theme, and that's my last hurrah. I don't expect that next year. That was that was great. great Thank great you. music. Yes, good for my self esteem. I have a low self esteem. Well, huh? You shouldn't. <laughs> so what, what are we saying tonight? We're saying tonight, man. Uh, let's hit the emails, man. Let's let's just go with the, you know. First of all, let me tell you something, guys. I mean. I, I, I'm sitting here, and I'm going to introduce and announce the Snaggles right off top. My Snaggles this week is, is Don Lorenzo Coconut Rum, and I'm drinking that with pineapple juice. So shout out to you, Snaggles. But I don't know if I'm drunk or if I got a high from all the cleaning supplies I've ingested today. Listen, <laughs> we got people coming over tomorrow, and my wife cleans like she's a mafia boss. Sweeping her house for bugs is what it is. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, This well, is the same lady that cleans hotel rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, I'm, I'm pulling out refrigerators. I'm pulling out stoves. I'm underneath toilets. I'm cleaning. Like, like I'm looking for fucking bugs. Seriously, like I'm looking for fucking, you know, listening devices, man. I'm, wow, I am so tired of cleaning. But anyhow, um, we we got a lot of emails on uh, last week's episode, and you know, not 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 really bad. I mean, most of them were open minded. You know, right. when I we try and pick four or so every week to to read them. Um, I'm going to start with a simple one, all right? We got one from a guy named Paul. Paul says, Keith, the show you were thinking of last week when you had a brain freeze was West Side Story with the Sharks and the Jets. That's the game gang you were talking about. Yeah, oh, yeah. Also, he was disappointed in the fact that we had no ugly baby in the layup line question. And I'm thinking we're going to retire that because everybody says there's ugly babies. Yeah, and uh, I won't go into it, but I think I'm going to – our guest prior to uh, Chris last week got in a little bit of trouble for that answer. So I think, yeah, it's what? safe. Let's retire. Got, got in trouble for the helmets? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> you know, and he, he goes on to say, you know, Freestone had a story to tell. And I'm sure you guys got some negative emails for, for it, but he had a story to tell. And we don't have to agree with it, but we just have to let somebody voice it. And I, I think right. that right there about sums up our uh, feeling on that as well. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy had a story to tell. If you guys have a problem with it, like we said a long time ago, turn off your station, man. Yeah. You know, you, you don't have to listen. Nope. I, we, we got one from a guy named James. James says, Chris is legit. I don't agree with his religious views or lack thereof, but it's apparent that he's an intelligent guy. Thanks for the thought-provoking episode. That's exactly what I tune in for. I doubt that, man. (laughs) (laughs) I had my bro who who lives down south tune in for the last episode, and he loved it. Hopefully, you've earned another listener. I was also able to figure out the iTunes reviews. You're worth all five stars. That's sweet. Keep it up. Yeah. Then CN. You know, we got all these uh, Mm -hmm. different ways to spell Sean. I'm pronouncing them as they look now. Because C is S-E-A, and you put an N on the end, that's N. So Mm -hmm. C-N says, what an episode. This is going to be long, so practice your reading skills, Keith. (laughs) I'm glad he emailed it early (laughs) in the the week so you could read it while you were sober. (laughs) Oh, man. First, Chris, I appreciate you being open and honest about a topic that most shit their beds at when they hear the word atheist or atheism. (laughs) Second, I found myself agreeing with some things Chris – see – See, 
some oh, things that go. Chris had to say, which surprised me. Maybe I'm an atheist. Is there a test? I don't know. <laughs> Third, for the hate mail senders you receive, fuck off. Don't judge a person based on their beliefs. Judge them. Judge him or her for being a douchey C-word, <laughs> not because their beliefs are different than yours. Appreciate the good conversation. You may learn something. I did. Fourth, I legit spit beer out while listening in a bar waiting for Boss Lady when Chris talked about the goat. Fuck, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and fifth, this is long. Peace out. Thank you for bailing me out, man. Yeah. <clears throat> We got another one here. This last one here. This is from Sarita. Sarita says, so my cousin from California was telling me about her boyfriend. Every time she would go to use the restroom, the toilet paper would be over on the other side uh, of the sink. Yeah, and but... she never understood why or how it ended up there. I'm thinking jerking off. Mm-hmm. All right. That's where my mind goes immediately, man. So she remembered something she had heard when she lived in Santa Barbara about people standing up while wiping their asses. <laughs> She instantly assumed that's what her boyfriend must be doing. And she finally asked him, and he said, yes, that is why the toilet paper is over there. He's jerking off. You just gave him a bailout. You don't approach people by saying, hey, is the toilet paper over here because you stand up wiping your ass? You say, hey, why is the toilet paper over there? Right. You know what I mean? Don't give him an out, all right? Uh, But the funny thing is he responded by saying that it is the normal slash correct way to wipe your ass. My opinion on this is, first of all, how the hell do you even reach everything? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's got long arms. I can reach my ass, something like that. I don't, I don't think it's that. I think it's, if, if you think about it, I mean, you're closing the door on the, on the chute there. So anything that's stuck in the chute, you got to pry mm-hmm. it out to get to it. You know what I mean? You, gotta, you know, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. The French have it right with bidets, but that's another topic. <laughs> do you have your leg up on the countertop? And we all know the only time a man should be sitting on the toilet is if he has to poop. So what if when you stand up, something drips down your leg, nasty and not normal? <laughs> uh, that's a disgusting email. Oh, that's a terrible visual. You know, I, I read that and I laughed. I thought, God, that guy's disgusting. But I kind of feel slightly responsible for the majority of these types of emails we get. You know what? Truth be told, if you, when you wipe your ass, you really should get down like a NFL center in a three-point stance so that bad boy's wide <laughs> open and you clean, it, you clean it out perfectly, man. You know what I mean? Don't get cute with it. We're not posing for Vogue magazine here. Let's get that out, man. Yeah. And you know what? You nasty bastards that don't use wet wipes, Ooh. I pity you. Yeah. I pity you. Think of any play, other place on your body you get shit and all you do is wipe it with a dry piece of cloth. Think of any other place. If you got shit on your arm, would you use a dry piece of cloth to wipe it off? No, I my I I I think about it like this when like babies, you know, they'll uh-huh. they'll shit in their diaper and you clean them off. When have you ever used a dry paper to wipe the a baby's ass? You never do. Never. It's never. always a wet one. Yep. And they don't have hair and pimples and whatever kind of weird shit you got in your ass to have anything <laughs> stick to it. Slick it smooth. <laughs> you still use a wet one, man. Yeah, you, you use a wet one, man. Even if you get some toilet paper and dab a little bit of water from the sink on it, get something mm-hmm. wet in there and clean yourself right, guys. Yeah. And I know you guys are sitting here, oh, we're adults, we don't need help wiping your ass. I've been standing next to people that smell straight like shit. And you know for a fact that asshole didn't wipe his ass right. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Spread the word. It's easy. All right, you teased the Christmas episode. What, what we got this week? Okay, well... 
we do have a, a couple of things I want to go into, but before we go there, um, I guess let me just throw this out to you. People, it, it, Christmas is tomorrow. This, tonight, it's Christmas Eve right now. I mean, Christmas we're, Eve, and, and we're working, you motherfuckers. All your other podcasts since the rest of the year off, and we're working. That's right. We're, uh, you uh, remember that, guys. Yeah, we're here. We're doing it. Um, you know, so I, I can't help but first, for my first thought tonight goes to Chris. And um, I hope Santa visits him. Uh, <laughs> just kidding, Chris. That's for you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but I, I also sit and I think, so I, I just want to go to traditions real quick. This isn't a funny story. This is just a, a true story. So, okay. Uh, my family, when I was a kid, had a tradition that we could open one present present on Christmas Eve. And in order to do that, we had to watch my dad's favorite Christmas show. And that is It's a Wonderful Life. All right. That was filmed in 1946. It was black and white. Mm-hmm. It's really long. I okay. can't tell you anything about it except for the little girl at the end says, Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. So with that, we had to watch this Christmas show every year for the love. Anyway, it, it, what? so I ask you, what's your favorite Christmas show? My favorite Christmas movie. Tra- traditional Christmas movie? Like, you know, it has to, I, probably Christmas Vacation. Yeah, that's, you know, I have to agree with you on that. It's, the others are just kind of meh. But yeah. yeah, vacation is, it's awesome. Yeah, I used to get hyped up when I was a kid for the, for the Rudolph one, but that, that quickly dissipated. I, I like, I, I like Christmas vacation. Are you talking like, like the claymation one? Yeah, the stop action one. Hell yeah. I used to get fired <laughs> up for that shit. Oh my goodness, I loved it, man. <laughs> I, and those other Rudas, uh, those other reindeers used to pick on Rudolph used to piss me off, man. I hated them. <laughs> yeah, I, I could never get into that one. When I was a kid, one of my favorites was uh Home Alone. Uh yep. All right. That was that was a good one. Um now Macaulay Culkin is all messed up and you know, cause Yeah, he looks like a vampire, man. Well, it's cause he spent some time on Never Neverland, but that's a, <laughs> Leave Mike alone. Leave Mike alone. Also, you know, people don't know this, but Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie that's yeah. filmed around Christmas time. Uh huh. What's What's and, another one similar? Uh, similar to Lethal Weapon? Yeah. Die Hard. Yeah, gotta be right. Yeah, absolutely. So, what makes uh, What makes Lethal Weapon then? I guess a good one. Well, I first of all, I mean, I. What makes it a good Christmas movie or what makes it a Christmas movie? What makes it a Christmas movie? Well, the opening scene is Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and, yeah, you... and for those people out there that um, aren't following us yet on social media, you need to follow us. I'll, I'm gonna throw, usually I throw this out at the end, but I'm going to throw it out right now. Follow us on uh, Facebook slash, Facebook.com slash so what you're saying or on Instagram at so underscore so what you uh, what you're saying because uh we did a uh a recreation of a photo and we nailed it oh we killed it nailed it yeah well you 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 had the crazy eyes to a t man <laughs> it, it was perfect but 
some people now, I mean, there's a debate whether or not Lethal Weapon's a Christmas movie. There's a debate whether or not Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I personally don't see it any other way no. on either of those. So let's, let's jump to Die Hard. Why is that a Christmas mu- movie? Well, I, I don't see that that's any different than, say, like Home Alone. Even Home Alone. Because the only thing that Home Alone has is it's uh-huh. around Christmas time, right? Right. What is Die Hard? Christmas Eve. Yeah. The they whole- have a company party on Christmas Eve, which tells me none of those fuckers have any kids. Lucky them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's a hell of a party. Yeah, that's a damn good party. Back in the days when you could crash at the office, too, if you got too drunk. Uh-huh. You just passed out in somebody's office. No, I think, I kind of think back in those days, you probably just went home. Oh, just drove it home? Yeah, they were just like, you know what, screw it. We're going to go home. Yeah, yeah, or- that too. This is what we're going to do. There's a lot of that too, man. But, I mean, we, we talked about this, you and I, in terms of the Christmas movies and which one we were going to break down. And Die Hard won. Uh, I, I lean more towards Lethal Weapon. That's more my movie. I, I love that movie. Anybody that knows me knows I quote that movie all the time. But Die Hard actually wins because, like you told me, is it's on Christmas Eve. Right. Le- Lethal Weapon is around Christmas, but Die Hard is on Christmas Eve. Right. So, all right. the way I see it is, Lethal Weapon starts Christmas, and then it just, it's a its a longer story. Uh, I said Lethal Weapon, right? Yeah. Okay. I'll I tell you what, to Snaggles, I'm drinking this um, Plum plum Dandy Cider uh, made by... <laughs> I can't Mar- believe... I can't no. Believe. I'm, I'm, plum Dandy, huh? I, may, it's <laughs> made by Merriweather, Merriweather Cider Company in Idaho, and uh-huh. damn, this stuff will uh, treat you well. Anyway. There's just no manly way to say the words plum dandy. dandy. No, oh, I wasn't trying to be masculine. Is Never. your pinky out when you pick up the bottle? It is. Okay. I, All right. It's for the record. I don't think there's been very many times on this podcast I've tried to be manly. So, uh, well, a lot of people be happy you admitted that. <laughs> All right, that, go ahead, Brad. That said, Lethal Weapon is it starts Christmas. And then mm-hmm. it's it's a longer story, so right, so it's it's drawn out over over some time. Yep. Because you gotta you gotta build the characters. They gotta kind of get to know each other. They end up going over to the house, sharing time. They do have a Christmas dinner together, right? Christmas dinner, yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they talk about the Christmas dinner. Mel Gibson talks about a Christmas tree at the beginning. Uh huh. You know when he's uh, counting out the money, which is one of the funniest scenes to me. When they go, "How much for the coke?" He goes, "A hundred." <laughs> And the guy goes, wow, that much, huh? He goes, yeah, and I'll throw a nice seven-footer for you to put it under. He goes, okay, and he takes out his wallet, he counts it, 20, 40, 60, 81, 82, and he goes, 100, $100,000. <laughs> he goes, I can't afford that. Yeah, that's definitely a Christmas movie, and that's definitely a Christmas scene. But like you said, Die Hard, I mean, you got the opening. Uh, it introduced the world to Run DMC. Yeah, they did. In terms of their Christmas version, Christmas and Hollis. Because... Um, that was what 1988, right? 88, yeah, yeah. Um, what uh, Run DMC was just getting, getting, kind of getting their thing going. Um, doing a crossover, right? right. They do, they're doing an Earl Smith crossover, all that stuff. Yeah, but they had been around since '82, right? Right. So you know, they, and, and so '88, they're in the, they're in the thick of them. You know. So, oh yeah, they're smooth. So it, it introduces them, right? That, you know, opening scene. Uh, 
you know, Bruce Willis gets in, boom, we're on DNC. And then it's yeah. off to the races with that. You know show, what I man? like about Bruce in that movie, man, is, you know, right off top, I like McClane because he sits up front with the limo driver right off top. Yeah. You know, he's not pretentious. Yeah. You know what I mean? The yeah. limo driver's like, oh, I, I didn't I didn't expect you to sit up here. You know, he sits up top. He's not pretentious. You know, he, he's just a cool dude. You know, he's standing there in the room. And see, here's the part. I'm a, I'm a Die Hard, what is it? 30-year-old movie, it'll be 30 next year, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be 30 next year. It, it, it's set at uh, Nakatomi Plaza, 2121 right. Avenue of the Stars, Los Angeles, California. I bet you a lot of you diehard guys would know that was the address. That's where it's set. <laughs> All right? So, you know, this New York cop comes there to try and win his wife back, who's a upwardly mobile woman in some corporation, and she takes a job in L.A. And he comes out there on Christmas Eve to try and Winner back, I guess. Right. So, so the way I see that first scene, when he gets in the front, the kid's like, yo, man, I see it as the difference between East Coast, West Coast. Now, Absolutely. Now Non-pretentious. I'm not, right. Now, I'm not going to pretend like I know East Coast well. I know you, and I know a couple other guys from there, but I don't – but that fits them. You know, right. They're going to sit up front with you, and they're going to talk to you. They're going to engage you. And if you're an idiot, they're going to tell you an idiot. Now sure. you go West Coast, and it's it's very pretentious. It's uh-huh. well, yeah. you know, you should sit in the back, or you know, just shit like that. That's why I threw him off, you know. But the thing that gets me about the movie, and this goes throughout the movie, is the only one of the only sights I have is people from the East Coast always have their shoes on. So the fact that he's running around through this movie without his shoes <laughs> on, yeah. kind of bothers me a little bit. You know what I mean? Because. <laughs> They'll grab their shoes on the way out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But another East Coast thing that's very East Coast in the movie is that he talks to himself aloud throughout the movie. And I do that to this day. Even with people around me, I'll talk to myself. You've been around me, Wood, and I'll just start yeah. having a conversation with myself, and that's how I work things out in my head. I, you know, I, so it has a... You know, I'm, I, I, it is more... Well, I'm going to have to take your word for it that it's more East Coast, but my opinion... Because I, I, I do that a lot, too. I think that's just... A crazy you, person. Then. Yeah. How do you? I mean, listen to us. We're two idiots here talking to each yeah. other, pretending like people all over the world want to hear us so much <laughs> that we just keep talking. So we got Germany. <laughs> we got Germany on board. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. All right. But you know, and it's actually it's a it's an action movie with a lot of humor in it. You know what I mean? He's like, he you know, the now I have a machine gun, ho, ho, ho. The kill chart that's you know on his arm where he's writing down the names and he's crossing <laughs> them off as he kills them. Um, the, the dumbass lady, you know, talking about this line's for emergency only. And he's like, does it sound like I'm ordering a fucking pizza? You know, <laughs> shit like that. You know, you're jerking me off on the radio. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's just, he's got a bunch of one-liners, man. Even when he first talks to Hans Gruber, he says, uh, Hans goes, who are you? He goes, I'm just a monkey in a wrench, a fly in your ointment, just a pain <laughs> in the ass. You know, <laughs> I love his humor, you know, yeah. to be able to take that so light, man. Right. But you, 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 we talked earlier about Lethal Weapon, man. There's, there's some cross actors in it. The Fu Manchu guy, the Asian dude that's in uh, Die Hard is also the Asian dude that's a henchman for Mr. Joshua in Lethal right. Weapon. You know, when he's trying to shock Mel to get to a uh-huh. ridge to get to death. Yeah. Um, you, you got the blonde dude that's a newscaster on Die Hard. She's the psychiatrist in Lethal Weapon. Oh, I yeah. didn't notice yeah. that. No, I didn't see and that. It, and then the black guy that shows up at the end with the other white guy that takes over the scene from the DC, the uh, the, the deputy chief guy that's kind of a dick. Yeah. He takes over the scene from him. He is a detective in Lethal Weapon. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah. So and watching that, I was like, yo, this is, you know, this is up the street from Riggs and Murta. I kept waiting for him to make a special <laughs> guest appearance. Because I hadn't seen Die Hard in a long time. You know, right, I watched right. it I watched it for this episode, but there's a lot of cross references there. So I, I wonder, I have to wonder. So you watch these and uh so like a die hard, so the uh the local NYPD's there and the and the guys out the the cop that's originally called the scene that wrecks his car and mm-hmm. he, he holds down the place and he gets everybody there. Then they show up and this isn't your scene anymore. But yet he still talks to him on the oh yeah because he built a rapport with him and he's like yo <laughs> fuck these guys you know and I I love that cop because watching that scene he's at the gas station right mm-hmm. where he where he just paid five dollars and some change for like nine Twinkies which is unheard of <laughs> and at that gas station gas is seventy four and seventy seven cents respectively. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me, man. Yeah, Matt, that, can, can you imagine right now if it was that that price right now? <sighs> you know, <sighs> that's a different show. But then when he <laughs> when he shows up, you know, the bad guy. Here's another kink in the movie. And I, I watched it. I really watched it. You told me to watch it. I really watched uh-huh. it. Okay. So the cop shows up. That same cop we're talking about. And I forget his name. Speaking of really watching it, but the bad guy at the desk. Looks like Huey Lewis from Huey Lewis and the News. Guys, look him <laughs> yeah. up. But he's watching a football game. And they're in L.A. And it's nighttime in L.A. And they're watching a football game. But the football game he's watching is a day game. So unless he's watching a big fucking football game going on in Hawaii, which I doubt. <laughs> somebody needed to get in trouble for that. It's a day fucking game that he's watching on that, man. They went, oops. Uh, uh, the, right. The, the cops say it's Sergeant Al Powell, by the way. Al? Al, uh-huh, Al Powell. Okay, yeah. Al Powell, got it. So, and, and the brother that's in the limo, that, I'm sorry, the brother that's in the limo sitting there, you know, he's drinking, he's talking on the car phone, which was brand new back then. Yeah. He doesn't I hear any of these explosions or anything going on. Oh, he's just talking to his lady? Like, yeah, he's just hanging happen. out having a good time, man. Like, yep. Yeah. I, some, I, I mean, I get it. They're trying to portray that, you know, he's so into what he's doing. I also think they they're trying to sell the uh, mobile car phone uh-huh. quite a bit at the time, you know. So they look how great our limo is. They would have a phone. You could get a phone. I mean, there's I, the way I see a lot of that shit is that there's a lot of advertisement in it, you know. And that I oh thought, yeah, I feel like that was one of them. But man, and there's explosions. Yeah, like great his explosions. car, his car would shake. It's you know. It at least hear it, especially when the, even when the fucking cop car backs down off the, the ledge. It's right by him. It shows right. his car. You right. know? Another question I have about the movie that kind of bothered me, and I know we're supposed to be pumping it up as a Christmas movie, but when a fucking SWAT team shows up in L.A., why does every fucking SWAT guy have on a beanie? It's fucking <laughs> L.A. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every last it's, one of them has on a hat, cold. and most of them have on a beanie. Uh, I guess, I guess, this is me just trying to justify this show, but I guess they're trying to show that it's December, you know, it's okay. December, it's cold, and I, I, I'm I'm half expecting it to start snowing, you know? Yeah, so, so they force-feed it down. I mean, we got it with the Christmas music. I didn't need the beanies. Right, yeah, yeah because anybody that lives in L.A. knows that right now, they're, you're not wearing a beanie. Well, that's not true. There's a, no, you got the hipsters, man. Yeah, they they've all got beanies on, and you know what, man? There's probably enough. Co- well, this for, although it's filmed in 1988 or uh-huh. released in 88, 
we're talking about 2017 hipsters that probably there's probably a lot of them with beanies. So in '88, oh, yeah. that's uncommon. So yeah, that's that's a mess. Hey, back then you put a hat on when you were fucking cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, Roy, aka Bruce Willis, aka John McClane, he uh, you know, he's got a tattoo which is different for that time back then. Yeah. You know, there was a time when just you know bad boys, quote unquote, had tattoos. <laughs> he's also what I know is he's got a fucking shoulder surgery scar, which I think Bruce Willis really has. I don't know if they did that for the movie, but. It looks like it was done with a hatchet and a damn spoon. The damn scar <laughs> on his shoulder is yeah. huge, man. So I don't know yeah. if he's the next football player in real life or what, but damn. Yeah, well, 1988, man. Who who the hell knows what they did for surgery back then? Because you, yeah. you look at these guys. Damn it. I'm sorry, man. I caught a hair in my mouth. <laughs> I can't get it out. Um, tell your boyfriend to take it out, man. <laughs> Ah. Okay, anyway, I digress. <laughs> 1988. You, you so, digress and somebody else released. I don't know yeah. what you got going there, bro. So, well, talking about uh, surgery, look at Gordon Hayward. We uh-huh. talked about him a number of weeks ago when he broke his uh, – he dislocated and broke his ankle. He's talking he put about, it on backwards. Yeah. He showed up that day playing Twister with the wrong foot. Yeah, yeah. He's talking about coming, like getting back up on his feet towards the end of the season, or yeah. I mean, you this do year, that, damn. Uh-huh, you do that in 1988, man. You're not seeing action for at least a year. Might end your career. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it probably that, that, would. That could have ended your career, absolutely. Okay. You know, another thing about it too that the movie that you can't do today, or that would be frowned upon, is all most of the bad guys in the movie had accents. Yeah. To let you know they were the bad guy. You know, they right. had that German accent. Even it was Hans with the accent, and then you had the dude that looked like Daryl Hannah's brother. Look up Daryl Hannah, guys. But he looked like Daryl Hannah's brother. He runs around with the Fu Manchu guy. Matter of fact, he's the guy that comes out the end down fucking I don't know how many flights of stairs with a machine gun to try and kill McLean at the end. Yeah, he somehow he survives everything and stands yeah. up. And then Al, again, comes to... Shows his skills, day. yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, he's been around a while. He's got those those stripes on his shoulder, whatever that means. But he's got, you know, he's, it says he says he's been in the force a while. I guess. Well, you know, according, so. according to, it says he's Sergeant Owl Pal. Owl okay, Owl. So, so that's what that means. Yeah, he's he's got to be uh, some kind of a boss. So, um, but, uh, yeah, he, dude jumps up. So what does he do throughout the store the show? He he talks to. Uh, he's Dr. Phil is who he is. Yeah. And, he, and he's, we need to secure this channel, but he doesn't give a shit. He just keeps talking to him. Hey, man. Right. He, he, to the point where he takes McLean's dying words in case he doesn't make it, says, you know, tell my wife this and this and this. And yeah. then, but does nothing. And then at the end, <laughs> takes one shot and saves the day. What yeah. about the explosions, Al, buddy? Like, yeah, what all, about all that shit going on? Stages and what about? Good job, pal. Yeah, great job. You talk. You know, and then, then you got the yuppie douchebag. You know, the one that's talking about I negotiate million dollar oh. deals for breakfast. Oh, that you was know? a that was a terrible character. I hated it? that guy. When when he died, I was so happy, man. Hans Booby, I'm your white knight. You know, and Hans yeah. just shoots him in the head. <laughs> yeah, there was always that guy in the '80s movies, and there were always titties in '80s yeah. movies. Yeah, there were. Oh, you know? speaking of. How did we, we talked about Lethal Weapon? How did that start? 
Titties. The first 90 seconds of that show. Titties. Titties that, jumping off a building. That's it. Then naked titties on a smash car. Yep. Yeah. And I, were they titties when they were doing coke? No, those weren't titties. No, it just started with titties. I think those were only right. titties. I wanted to see Rianne's titties when she <laughs> got caught by Mr. Joshua and them, but they didn't show me her titties. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, you know, there was something else. This is something computers screwed up now because you don't have to do this anymore. But anytime you build, like, a new building, like a, like a you know, a high-rise or, or a city municipal building, they always had, like, a miniature model of that building uh-huh. in, like, the, the, the foyer or in some big boardroom. Remember when they, when uh, Bruce Willis went there? When they shot Mr. Nagasaki uh-huh, in the yeah. head, they walked past those miniature buildings there? Yeah. Yeah, you don't have that anymore, man. <clears throat> no, because computers are there, and you can put it up on some jumbo projector and say, right. look, this, and then they could take you these 3D, like, travel through the uh, building and whatever. Man, I want right. to see it, some Beetlejuice shit where you paint each model... Yeah. And you show me life size. Uh, yeah, you, the- you know, like, do you, you remember Beetlejuice, right? Where uh-huh. they, he meticulously colored and painted and created the entire town. Even when yes. he was dead, he was having the girl, he was pimping the girl out to go and, like, get her, have her get, bring in pictures and stuff at these places. Like, Absolutely. They, they don't do that. You, you can hang a sign that says this is scale of one to one million. I don't care. But. <laughs> I want to touch cool. it. I want to play with it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because then after, I'm going to put my train set and let it drive through. It's now you're talking. You always <laughs> had to have like the little train off to the side somewhere, going around, <laughs> going through a tunnel. You know, Hans also has one of the coldest movies in that uh, lines in that movie. He says, "I'm going to count to three. There won't be a four. I'm yeah. like, "Yo, that's fucked up, man." <laughs> and then after he shoots the, the Asian dude. Daryl Hannah's brother pays the black dude like they had a bet on what his disposition was for the day. Yeah. You know, the, the computer black dude who I might add, he wasn't one of the first ones to get killed. Normally in that time frame, people, he would have been if first. there was a black guy. Yeah, he was he was the yeah. first or second one to get killed. And also that black guy was the computer whiz, which, which was unheard of back then. That was now watching this again so many years later. It's going to be 20 years old here in a year, right? 30. And, uh, uh, sorry, 30, 20. Shit. Yeah. I can count. Plum dandy. <laughs> <laughs> 30 years old. And uh, to have to have the black guy as the computer nerd, com- yeah. unheard of. You, I, you, some of you guys might be listening right now thinking, oh, why are they bringing that up? It's true, though. I, that shit didn't happen. I sat and, and after I, I saw that again after so many years and thought, when was the last time I even... Even actually currently, you know, I, of course, I, I don't pay attention to it, but when, when was the last time you saw that? Especially then. You never saw that. I've seen it since then. I can't exactly say when. I mean, Lethal Weapon, the TV show, has a computer whiz. Yeah, that's true. Black guy. I can bring everything back to Lethal Weapon, can I? Mm-hmm. I wonder if I can get Casablanca all the way back to Lethal Weapon with like four steps, you know, or, or, you know, a John Wayne movie to leave home with. <laughs> I'm yeah, good. But yeah, that that was rare back then. It was. And that that was that was really rare. And that guy did he did a great job too, and he didn't die. For did it. he get killed? Did he get killed at all? I don't. Well, he had. Uh, I don't know because I don't remember ever seeing. 
I just remember, I just remember Daryl Hannah's brother getting killed, and I remember Hans getting killed off the building. Why didn't yeah. he shoot up at Bruce Willis as he was falling? Well, th- I thought the same thing. So he's fall. He's already got the gun on Bruce Willis, right, and his yeah. lady. All he has to do is pull the trigger. If I'm gonna, if if he knows they're gonna drop him, if right. I know that they're gonna drop me, I'm gonna take one or two out with me on the way. Yeah. And even as you're falling, just start shooting up at him. Whether you hit him or not, just get it out of your system. Right. I, I, I didn't understand that. I think that was uh, that was a, a flaw in the movie, if I could pick one. Okay. That he didn't shoot back. Shoot back. Yeah. Shoot, now, shoot, shoot it all. Shoot it all. Because I'm sure Bruce Willis would dodge it or catch it with his hand or something. He'd probably take, <laughs> take another round in his shoulder because I think he took one in the shoulder already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he was running. Did you notice at that at that moment in the in the movie how cut up he is? No, I didn't notice that. So he's whole. So uh, you mean cut up like athletically or no, cut no, up no, through no. glass? Cut up with glass. Oh yeah, that I noticed. So he's sliced up everywhere. Yeah, he still has the strength and the the, the power to go and do everything he's doing. Dude's. Dropping blood like it's nobody's business. Well, I went up you on that. He's he's cut up and bleeding and sweating everywhere and dirty, but he can still tape the damn gun to his back. And how the hell did he yeah. tape that gun on his back? That's my know. question. Who hell? I can't even wash my back back there. I got one of those <laughs> brushes I need to do. So how the hell did he do that? But it is cool when he shoots the two dudes and then blows the smoke. You know, he has so much humor in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's that Bruce Willis charm that I like, man. That, that, you know, yeah, he he makes that show a lot of fun for that reason because he still has un- that little bit of humor, right? There's just humor all over the place. But unlike my boy uh, Martin Riggs, he's not proficient in fighting in terms of trained. He's just a street fighter. Right. He even talks like a street fighter when he's fighting the Daryl Hannah's brother. He's like, "Motherfucker, I'll kill you." You know, he's talking that street shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, he's he's just he's just a tough dude, which is makes him more uh, human, I guess. Yeah. Well. I, I, either way, uh, it's for those of you that haven't seen it or haven't seen it in a long time, sit down with your family tomorrow because it's going to be Christmas tomorrow. Watch a nice Christmas flick and call it Die Hard. Yeah, you know? absolutely watch it. You know, take the little ones and put them on Scrooge because there's a lot of cursing in it. But I don't know. Maybe <laughs> your house is in that. Maybe kids listen to our fucking show. I don't I don't know, man. But, you know, one thing I can relate to being who I am is when Holly, John's strange wife, says, John's still alive <laughs> because only he can drive somebody that crazy. When the dude comes down and starts beating the table with his gun, <laughs> yeah. so she knows he's alive because that dude's so pissed off. I related to that completely, man. I've been that type of annoying in my life to people. <laughs> you know, it's great. And, 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 and when he hands the gun, when when he meets uh, when he meets Hans Gruber on the roof, and Hans right. takes drops the accent, and, he and he's you know he's he's just a uh, one of the hostage. workers, yeah. Right. And, 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 and McLean asked him, he goes, do you know how to use a gun? He goes, um, I've done it with one of those games that shoots the red paint I, and introducing paintball. paintball. You know, I guess it wasn't that popular back then, you know, because he had to describe it. Right. You know, and McLean hands him a gun and Coach Hans being Hans goes to point the gun at him. And McLean goes, 
whoops, no bullets. What do you think? I'm fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) The movie, it's got, you know, everybody is caught up on Yippie Kaye, motherfucker, or, Uh, you know, they're caught up on, you know, come out to the coast, you know, let's, let's have some uh, fun or, you know, we'll we'll have a party or whatever he says while he's in the shaft. People get caught (laughs) up on that, on, on those lines, but there's a lot of intricacies in this where he's funny as fuck. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, very entertaining. I, I forget. It's been a, it's been a long time since I watched it, and having watched it a bit the last uh, few weeks, I've thought, yeah, you know, it's actually not. It's a pretty fun show. Yeah, it is yeah. fun. It is fun. And I, I liked it more than I thought I would because, again, I wanted to do Riggs and Murtaugh since we're the Riggs and Murtaugh podcasting. But uh, <laughs> this one, this one actually fit really well for our Christmas episode, man. It did. It did. Uh, so if I could shift you just a little bit i, I hate to hate to leave our uh die hard and our uh lethal weapon but um so I, I still speaking christmas theme here do you remember uh-huh. what one of your favorite or two favorite christmas gifts ever were as a child or as a kid yep. what were they okay i had the uh I don't even know what it was called, but it was the Evil Knievel where you took the motorcycle and you put Evil Knievel on a motorcycle and then you put it in this 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 thing that you just, you, you lock the tires in and then you crank that son of a bitch. You cranked it, cranked it, cranked it, cranked it, cranked it, and then you hit that button and the motorcycle took off with Evil Knievel on it. Yeah. That was one of my favorite ones. And then as simple as it may sound, an Exasketch, which my sister broke on Christmas Day, so I never really got to play with it, but I wanted an Exasketch for some reason. And I got one, and my sister broke it, and nobody replaced it, so I broke an extra sketch. <laughs> Those are my two gifts I remember big time. So, interestingly enough, I've had this conversation with my parents a few times, and because uh, I remind them how they uh, shorted me on my uh, childhood memories. And, okay. Uh, that's not really true, but that's just what I tell them. So, my two favorite Christmas gifts that I can remember... <clears throat> are and they are the same thing different years and that is a bowling ball a bowling ball a bowling ball the first Who time you I... fred flintstone <laughs> ralph cramden what the hell is your problem <laughs> i'm homer who simpson the fuck... <laughs> you can fuck a bowling ball you're a simple kid yeah. explain this so growing up i i was in a lot of bowling leagues and i bowled all the time as a kid and when i was probably eight years old my so you parents, didn't have any girlfriends when you were younger, right? I didn't, no, man. That's that's, All right. that's. Are you kidding me? I had a bowling ball. I had three. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Continue. <laughs> so <laughs> the first one was a light blue with. This was light blue and white swirled, kind of looked like a marble, and I used that mm-hmm. for a number of years until I grew out of it. And then, uh, <clears throat> and I got a little bit older. I was a teen. Uh, yes, I said I was a teen. I got another mm-hmm. one, and it was like a black and purple swirl. It was a, a softer uh, material, which makes a difference on the bowling lane. This is a whole thing, but I I remember these two bowling balls, and they were the, some of the greatest Christmas <laughs> gifts I ever received. <laughs> Do you still have them? I have the purple one, yeah. I have the last one, because it was when I was older, and I... I, I haven't grown an inch higher, taller, higher. Jeez, what am I, a, a, a building? I haven't grown taller <laughs> since I was about 14 Eighth years grade. old. I've been the Are same you kidding height. me? No, I'm dead serious. 14 years oh, old. Oh, that would be miserable, man. What are you talking about? I'm sorry. 
<laughs> so you were once one of the bigger kids in school, yeah. and then shortly thereafter, you were one of the smallest kids. Yeah. That is horrible. And I had a I had a beautiful locks of golden blonde hair mm-hmm. until about that time. And as soon as my height peaked, my hair left. So, Damn, your testosterone left you in a heartbeat, didn't it, man? Yeah, but I made up for it in estrogen. Okay. <laughs> Way to keep it positive. <laughs> My bowling ball story is this. We went bowling one time in high school. Don't ask me why. And somehow these bowling balls ended up in our cars. I don't know how that happened. But we took them up to a hill and rolled them down the hill. And I remember it was, the hill we rolled them down, at the end of the hill there was a park. And in that park was where people used to go to fuck. And so just imagine <laughs> being there trying to get a bra undone, you know, in high school. And all of a sudden you hit this loud thud. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 my bowling ball story. And that's the only time I ever had a bowling ball in my possession outside of a bowling alley. I I love bowling. I got to admit, I love it. And is this so golf right before Tiger Woods became like Mm -hmm. huge in golf? Golf was um, at least from my perspective, it was mostly a kind of a white person sport, right? The big names were all guys. Sure. Bowling is that way. Like it's a you, it's a white person sport. It's a white guy sport. I mean, you see you see uh, black guys or Hispanic guys there from time to time, but man, it's a bunch of hillbillies. Like oh, <laughs> you go in there and keep keep going. Let me hear this. You go in, go into your local bowling alley and mm-hmm. walk, and just walk up and down the the rows and tell me what you see. You're gonna rednecks? see a bunch of rednecks in there. Yeah. <laughs> So are you a former redneck? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I've got I got two I got a bowling ball for Christmas, so that was my gift. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think? That's like getting a fucking rock for Christmas, man. No, dude. That's what I, I equate that to. I, I still have a picture of me. I was wearing a a, a holy t-shirt as a as a pajamas in my tiny uh-huh. whities, holding this blue swirled white bowling ball up like it was the best thing since sliced bread man it was uh, a beautiful moment in my eight-year-old life and the things that make kids happy man uh, i love back it. east we have something called a candlestick bowling candle pin you ever heard of that no i never heard of that it's a small ball it's probably a little bit bigger than a softball and the pins aren't shapely the shape you know how bowling pins are shaped like a you know a full-figured woman some of them right right and these are shaped like a 13-year-old boy, just straight up and down. They <laughs> okay. just can't, yeah. yeah you, have seen, you seen I've those seen, before? I've seen them, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's a big deal back there. And actually, there's leagues back there. I don't know the percentage of black people to white people <laughs> in terms of ratio, but it is a big deal back there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's just the shit that I see when I'm a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I, yeah, and I loved you, it. I loved it. I loved bowling. I still love it. I don't go as much because now it costs more money because apparently more rednecks do it and inflation mm-hmm. and all that other shit. But, you know, that's what I enjoyed. Oh, real quick. I know we're Wait. running short on time. All right. But um, <clears throat> why? Who came up with the idea of, well, uh, two of them, in fact, who came up with the idea that we have to wrap our gifts and who come up with the idea that we should leave out milk and cookies for Santa? Okay, fuck Santa and his milk and cookies. He can get his own fucking food, number one. Number two, it's Agreed. funny you said that because I was going to ask you how many hours it took you to wrap all the gifts for your 26 kids. Okay, so 
truth be told, I wrapped the first one, and I got tired of it. And so then I just kind of yeah. wrapped things in paper and struck tape on. It looks terrible. As I did, I thought, these guys, they don't care. They don't No, care. they don't give a shit. Why don't I just write their name on the front of it and just leave it there? Yeah, it, I agree. It, it cuts it cuts down garbage, and there's less waste. I don't have to waste time. They can just run to it, get it, and we start. Because not only do I now have to throw away garbage for the wrapping paper and the tape, I have to throw away the boxes and then the ties. They tie those things in. It's like trying to break into a prison. Getting into a toy now. <laughs> I gotta twist this thing. I gotta twist that thing. Then I gotta get scissors to cut the zip tie. It's bullshit. Right, right. Like, and the kid's gonna pull it out and break it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Rip break a the le- toy. Rip a leg off the dinosaur. Daddy. About you know when what? I was about I don't know twenty two. I had a little girlfriend, man, and I bought her some stuff, and I didn't have any wrapping paper, and I wasn't going to spend any more money. So me and my roommate, we wrapped a bunch of uh, the gifts in aluminum foil. And yes. I kept that practice for years because it makes sense to me. <laughs> my my grandmother used to uh, uh, get the newspaper every week. And so she'd get the comic section. And she would save those all year. So then come t- Christmas time, she'd wrap everybody's gifts in the in the comics. See, people from the Depression just had sense, man. That's, yep. They had common sense. Why yep. am I going to go spend $8 on a roll of wrapping paper when I get paper all the time right here? Yes. For whatever it costs to get the paper. Wrap it in that. And, and you can learn something. And I would rip it off, and I would still read that shit. Back. That's what I'm saying. And now my kids, they rip it off. They don't care. But maybe if I Give put a rat's comics, ass. Yeah, if I put comics on it, maybe they'd stop. No, they wouldn't care. Shit. No, they wouldn't give a shit because they're already conditioned. I'm, I'm raising millennial millennials. I don't even know what the hell they're called. It'd be interesting to see how this turns out, man. <laughs> Wood. What's up? that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying, man. All right, guys, I hope you liked our uh, version of Christmas and Christmas shows and uh, all things Christmas related. Hopefully you uh, will share with us your Christmas stories and uh, favorite gifts even. Hey, who knows, you know. Um, always hit us up on the email. Uh, follow us on Instagram at so underscore what you're saying. Follow us on Facebook.com slash so what you're saying. Uh, you know where we're at in the Gmail. I, I heard... The people are having a hard time leaving us reviews on iTunes. Yes, yes. I've, I've heard that from probably four or five people, man. I don't know what the fuck's going on. And one of them was young enough to be a millennial. Well, I, okay, so I've tried to check this now on some uh, different devices that are not mm-hmm. mine. And it said, you know, you can leave the one through five stars, however good or shitty you think we are. Five stars is shitty, guys. Write us five stars. And uh, <laughs> right below that, it says it's it's blue lettering, so it kind of hides in contrast to the white background. It says write a review. You just click on it. I, I I have yet to find an issue with it. Now I don't have your device in my hand, so I don't know. But if it's not there, at least leave us a rating. We appreciate it either way, guys. Um, hey, would you know you're gonna get shit for having hair in your mouth on this episode, right? Don't care. I can see those emails coming already. I know <laughs> that that hillbilly Bubba that emails us all the time. I know he's going to have something to say, and well, I can guarantee you about nine others going to have something to say. Well, Matter of fact, next week I'm reading up. all I'm reading all <laughs> hair in your mouth emails. That's what I'm doing. So send them, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're all probably bowling anyway. So you know what? Screw yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bubba's bowling in his overalls, right, barefoot. Yeah. yeah. 
So hit us up, guys. Communicate with us. Uh, we're here for you. Uh, I hope you. Uh, hope everybody has a good Christmas, whether you believe in it or not. At least have a good holiday. Um, we're gonna do that. So uh, yeah. Don't expect yeah. us to uh, be too active uh, tomorrow, anyway. We although we probably will, but. Yeah, we probably will. And don't, again, don't forget you motherfuckers. We worked on a semi-holiday. How Christmas Eve became a holiday is beyond me, but it's a holiday now. And we worked on it. Yep, here we are. You motherfuckers. So pull your grandmother, your grandfather, your aunt that came here from uh, fucking the Carolinas to see you. <laughs> pull them around, gather them around, and play <laughs> our Christmas episode. Preferably play the one before, because Grandma will have a stroke off that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And those of you guys that are out there working in the snow, man, be careful, because there's snowing out there. Right on. uh, On that, Keith, it's always a pleasure. We out. My name's DMC with the mic in my hand, and I'm chilling and cooling just like a snowman. So open your eyes.